day of the week great day to be alive great day to get better i'm ko frierson and welcome to another episode of we are more than the podcast hope y'all doing well hope the week has been going well uh ladies and gentlemen i got a i got a special guest with me i i really do and um i'm gonna start off by by talking about our first encounter got a homeboy uh say black soul he used to do um what was the Tuesdays Black called? Renaissance. Black Renaissance. The the Tuesdays on on Black Renaissance, and the crazy part about it, um, True King Music Group. We showed up. Everybody showed up. Great numbers. And I was getting ready to to perform. Didn't catch the DJ's name at all. And I was like, "Yo, got this song." Uh, I was re- re- I was doing two of them. Change of Life was one of them, and a the Superman. And he was like, "Oh, that's dope." I'm DJ Superman. And I was like, oh shit, well, you know, I saw Superman. He was like, yo, we gonna check it out. We gonna, we gonna see how this goes. And uh, we went up there, we we rocked it. It almost came one of those things that we would close out right before Selah got on. Uh, my brother and I. Him mm-hmm. <laughs> damn Frierson boys. <laughs> we'll get up in a show stop and doo-wop before uh, we close it out either with poetry or, or one of his songs or whatnot. But uh, man, it's... I've been in Greenville since 2011. Not sure when you started DJing. However, when you started, started hearing you, started hearing your name, started hearing your name. And I'm like, yo, who's this DJ Superman? And then got an opportunity years later to finally meet you. So uh, oh, I've been that long. I didn't know that's the big gap like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I got to Greenville in 2011. So when did you start DJing? 04. So you started DJ in 04. And um, there's this, I want to say his name was DJ Aviator, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and I, I heard your name around then when I got here in 2011. Okay. And didn't meet you until 2018. Mm. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, man, you just don't know how them things connect. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, ladies and gentlemen, with, with, uh, with with no further delay, uh, welcome into We Are More Than the Podcast, DJ Superman. What's up, everybody? It's good to be here. How you doing? How you doing? I see you in the back. What's up? <laughs> so how you doing, man? How, how's everything going for you, brother? Well, life is life. I, I'll say that, um, you know, ups, downs, all that good stuff. But, you know, just the fact to keep moving and keep pursuing what you're looking for and dreaming about, that's the goal. I hear you. I hear you. So, you've been DJing since 2004. What even made you get into that space? Like, I I want to hear the the background stories, the, you know, I wanted to be a rapper or a singer. Like, <laughs> like what, what got you into that space of, of DJing? Well, there's this nice little article on South Carolina Voyager Magazine, but aside yeah, from that, yeah, <laughs> since out, I have you now. <laughs> shout out to SC Voyager Magazine. Yeah. So uh, the story goes, and it, it doesn't really change because this is just how it plays back in my mind. Um, it was 04, and it was my cousin, Jerisa uh, Hall at the time, before she got married, she's now Lee, and it was her graduation party at my aunt's house. And 
at the party, of course, there was a DJ, my other cousin, and he was playing the music. In the back of my mind, I knew he was DJing. I just wasn't out and about at that time because where he was playing, I couldn't go. Oh. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm saying? I'm not old enough. You know what I'm saying? I can't be around that environment. I just, it's just kind of like a vague thing. But he was there and everything, and I was checking him out, and I was like, hey, you know, you know, can I come over and learn what you do? You know, because my uncle taught him, and I was learning it from him. Okay. Initially, me and another cousin went in. I won't mention his name because I don't want to make it sound like he tried and didn't stop or whatever, but we would go over that summer mixing songs together, trying to figure out acapellas and instrumentals, the our method of how we wanted to do it. And at this time, we're doing our OG records, vinyl, you know what I'm saying, turntables. Okay. This is before the Serato movement. This is before the CDs, all that and everything. Well, I mean, CDs were probably kind of around at that time, but we didn't have the, the money for all that and everything. But, you know, we started the, the OG way and just kind of kept going from there. Okay. So you... Real hip hop store is what I like to call it. Yeah. Two turntables, yep. one mic, um, and a lot of people don't realize that that the hip hop we listen to now, where we praise the MC, once upon a time, MCs would battle each other, and their only job was to talk about whose DJ was the dopest. Mm. And and I mean, Will Smith did it talking about Jazzy Jeff. Yep. Um, my my guy uh, CL Smooth, shout out uh, October eighth babies. Uh, <laughs> CL Smooth uh, would do that with Pete Rock. Yeah, and then there was a transition to where it became about the MCs more so than the DJs. Yep. Because go, I, I want y'all to go back and look at all your your favorite old school albums. It was. Um, what was it? Uh, Eric Perry, um, mm-hmm. make it EPMD. Yeah. Then it was um, even high tech and Talib Kweli. Yeah. The DJ was always first. Yeah. Their first name mentioned, and then the MC's name mentioned because the DJ was the one that bought the party to life. Mm-hmm. And then the MC would just talk about how dope the DJ is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Even in Lil Wayne saying uh, to Manny Fresh, "Go DJ, right? Yo, that's my <laughs> DJ." So it's um, it's it's crazy. So you all got the one. It's been going on in your family, right? Two, you had to learn it the real way, the OG way, the OG counting way. beats in your head, everything. Like, yeah. So I I had a little experience at DJing. Uh, when I say little experience, I mean mm. real little. <laughs> um, they called me DJ Double Click in college, uh-huh. and I was doing things like fading down one YouTube clip, yeah, to fade in another YouTube. But, <laughs> but you gotta have skills to do that on a computer. Like Look, you can't just right. do that and expect it to sound good. <laughs> so my mom now, when my dad does his uh his reunions, his class reunions, hey son, you coming home to DJ? Like yeah, I got this fire playlist, and that, and I let the playlist go, mm. and I'm serving food and all of this other stuff. Oh my god, the music is so great! I'm like, yo, shout out to Apple, Bruh. right? Because <laughs> Kelvin ain't doing nothing. But the importance of a DJ, um, from my vantage point, I've seen wedding receptions made based off of the DJ. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to DJ D Dubs. Uh, from he went to Winthrop University 
every alpha that I pledged with or I knew in the state of South Carolina, he was always the DJ mm. at their weddings. Nice. Or at our probates or whatever the case may be. Keeping the party jumping. So what what is your what's your method when it's like, hey, we need you either to warm up the crowd, we need you to keep this thing going, we need you to change the mood. Like, how do you approach it? Mm. I know that's a loaded question. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm loaded like trick dice. <laughs> Shoot, let me see if I can get some snake eyes. Uh, so I, I guess it kind of breaks down to different elements. So like with, say like if it's like a wedding reception, that's a total different element than if I'm in like a club or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if, if it's something like that, what I generally do, and I'm a, I would assume most DJs would, is that they would request a list of songs that they that the clients want played, and then kind of base their playset off of that okay. because it is their day. You know right. what I mean? And then what I do is I look at that list and I kind of look at it and see, like, okay, this is a good song, bad song, whatever. Kind of like gauge it in my mind, and then when I'm there, I just execute, and it's what they wanted to hear, but I'm playing it the way I want to, and everyone's happy. How much creativity goes into when you're like, how do you drop songs? Like, are you one that fades in? Are you one that matches the tempo until the song drops and then slows it down? Mm-hmm. Do you do the kick or pre-joint, cut the music, and mm-hmm. then drop it on the one? Yeah. Like, how, how do you, what's your mixing method? Like, I've always mm-hmm. been curious <laughs> about this, man, because I've been, I've been studying it, but I know I don't want to do it, because. No. <laughs> <laughs> There's different levels to it. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't have a one method because it really depends on the situation. Okay. Now, if I'm in the club and I'm just trying to like get something blended in that people that may not have heard, but don't want it to stand out too much or whatever, I'm going to just blend it in like any other song to where they're listening, they moving. And if it's not a good song, they will let you know. Right. But, you know, if it's something that sticks and it rides with that genre, then usually they just still bopping the head. They're trying to figure it out, but they know that the way it was brought in and whatever I bring on top of it coming out, say I bring another artist on an independent artist on the out way, you know what I'm saying? It still keeps them locked in because they're still engaged to what the new with the familiar. Okay. Um, have you broken any independent artists yet? I can't say broken or not because... I don't want to say I have as of yet. There are plenty of people that I have played, of course. Okay. Because I don't say that I'm not just going to be playing anybody for whatever notoriety or saying I'm bigger than them or anything like that. I always give anybody a shot if they have a good song. Okay. But as far as saying I broke anybody, uh, not I can say of as of yet. As of yet. Yeah. As of yet. I want y'all to hear that. It's coming. Oh, it basically it's coming. There's a lot of things going on. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So, and understanding your your upbringing, I know we got a, a, a little bit off the beaten path. So, your upbringing with your uncle teaching your cousin, your cousin teaching you. Um, let me hit you with the Sinai Lathan question. Okay. From uh from Brown Sugar, when did you fall in love with with the music so, aspect? When did you fall in love with hip hop? Hmm. It was way before then. So 
I couldn't even tell you an exact age or year. Mm-hmm. I just remember listening to mixes by scientists on the radio. Um, whoever else at the time was on the radio back then, bouncing between um, 98.1 and 107, and sitting in my mom's kitchen, trying to practice dance moves, looking at the reflection okay. of the stove, you know what I'm saying, as a mirror, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just jamming, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the appreciation of, like, what they were doing and just how they were doing it and just the fluidity of it and how I could just imagine people at the spot, or Skizzle, Skizzle was one of the other ones back then, yes. Scientists and DJ Skizzle, um, just how they were, like, playing and, like, just the party, I could imagine just listening to the mixes, you know what I'm saying? Right. There's just, like, like, there's no way they're not having a good time. Like, come on. <laughs> I got you. Now, scientists was is from this area. Yeah, Greenwood. Yeah. Greenwood. Okay. Hell, he used to do some of the parties at Clemson. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, and um, so you you have people that you've admired. Oh, yeah. Who would you say are people that you not necessarily emulate? But there are things that you pull from that you implement. Mm, definitely my mentor, uh, Anthony Hall, aka DJ Drew. Definitely scientist. And um definitely things that Jazzy Jeff does. Okay. Yeah. Boy, Jazzy Jeff. Yeah. Boy, that's it's legendary. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like, legendary. like me and him get to have a good sit down, I'm good. Like I'm good as far as I the DJ you. world, I'm good. I got you. <laughs> I got you. So, have you ever bombed? I know I have. Um, any particular times that come to mind off top? Not in particular, but I mean, everybody's had a bad night. Okay. You know what I mean, whether it was just a particular song that you played. You know, I actually one just came up. So, this is in my earlier years. We were at Clemson University, and it was <laughs> at the got the name of that building but people can have events there and everything oh uh sykes uh, not sykes but uh hendrix the hendrix center I mean, yeah i think it was hendrix yep yeah it went to the ballrooms yeah okay so it was either hendrix or it was um or the union either I don't one think of it was those the union. Two. okay it was like the, the one where you're like you, you go inside from the from the front door you got the stairs that go up and then you got the upper level and you got the ballrooms the back. hendrix center yep. yeah, yeah hendrix yeah center. all oh, right we have plenty of <laughs> so much fun at the hendrix center so this was, you know, high school party or whatever. And, you know, we was doing the thing. And, you know, he was still kind of like guiding me on song selections and things like that, whatever. Man, my t- <laughs> so I was thinking in my head, I was like, ah, you know, I'm going to throw this old school joint in there. You know what I'm saying? They're going to feel it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be cool, blah, blah, blah. Man, look, it was damn, uh, what's the name of the song? Keep your head ring. Yeah, keep your head ring. But I brought that in. I brought in this move though. It sound real cool. But I I noticed everybody just stopped and they look. (laughs) Because all the girls trying to shake ass and all the boys trying to get some. And next thing I know, I looked up and because it's like, hey, I'm not gonna change that song. (laughs) Not one of the best feelings you ever want to have. So yeah, don't make that mistake. That's a dope song though, but yeah. but I I get it. Time yeah. and place, yeah, wrong, time wrong, and place, wrong and, placement. And you were, I guess you were developing a style. Mm-hmm. How often do you do you bring in old school music when you're doing your set, or is that again just kind of depending on the setting? Yeah, just depending on the setting. Okay, if I know I'm at a 
team function or whatever, which nowadays is getting a little different because I'm, I'm noticing that either the parents or the teens are finding older music and having appreciation for it more right. so than I felt that our generation did. So I'm finding but, myself playing more older songs for the new generation than I did back then. I, I got a theory behind that. We are more original than this new generation. And why I say that is because Queen Naja, right, wonderful voice, bag lady, is what she used with the pack light hmm. in order to create her initial sound from Erica Badu. Erica yeah. Badu's her oldies. Yeah, Erica Badu had an original sound, even though they said she was whimsical like Diana or whatnot, but she wasn't doing Diana Ross type music. Hmm. Where these girls are doing Erica Badu type music because that's who their parents grew up on, or that's mm. who that that was their beginnings. Yeah. So where Dr. Dre, for instance, grew up listening to oldies, so he put that G funk in his music. Right. And then his artists started doing things that were not sample related mm. and original to where now they're sampling who his artists were. Right. So the the new generation is using our music because our music is what they're sampling now. That's their oldies. Makes which, sense. Okay. Which I hate saying that out loud. Yeah. That the music that I grew up on is now the oldies for my kids. Yeah. That's that sucks. I think I just had a sad moment. We gotta uh, change. Mm. <laughs> we gotta mm. change. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're gonna need to take a team. <laughs> oh man. That hurts. That hurts. So mm. When are you ready for being a DJ to become your full time gig? Shoot, I'm ready now. Just I just need the the right amount of money and the right amount of well, not the right amount of, but the the right locations and you know what I'm saying other things to fall in place that makes sense. You know I got saying? you. Yeah. Okay. Would you say that you're one of the top in Greenville? One of yes. Okay. Who who's the who's the top DJs? In Greenville, oof! You make me start naming people, ain't you? Yeah, man. I'm just saying, cause I one thing that I know is there's a space where there, there's there's an area for appreciation hmm. where you can say, hey, these are the top DJs. These are the guys that I enjoy competing against. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. So, so who would you say the top DJs? In Greenville, or all right. Now this is no order or any other way. I'm listing this. So how, how many I'm gonna list? Let's do five. Let's do five. Okay. And you can't put you in the top five. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as top DJs go, I'm sorry. I would say definitely Curious George. Okay. I would say Lil Swan. I would say uh. Nate C the Chief, if he's still using that name, I'm not sure he had changed it a couple times. Um I would say DJ Arley. And five slots. Okay. Let me think. Uh just to throw another name out there. Greenville has a lot of talent, right? Like it's it's ridiculous the amount of talent Greenville has. 
And I've been told that our talent rivals Vegas DJs, and that's what makes me upset because like we are not getting paid anything <laughs> close to what we should be getting paid. Well, before you name your fifth, is there an issue? You and I both do music in Greenville. Mm-hmm. You, you two turntables and the mic. Mm-hmm. I do music. Is the issue with Greenville pride why Greenville can't move as a music unit? It is part of it. Okay. But there's also different levels of it also. Okay. Um, I'm trying to go and think of a fifth before I start moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. Because uh, off top, I know definitely those four are like just doing the damn thing. Um, shoot. Uh, but, but we could do a Philly, because Philly, I know he stayed constant, okay. consistent, you know. So yeah. none, of, none of the radio DJs? Bruh. Wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. I ain't well, gonna start no shit. No, no, no. <laughs> as far as the radio DJs, uh-huh. I know Ant is doing his thing. Okay. Anybody else in the radio? I don't know. I'm trying to think who I still know that is actually DJing and on the radio, because they, you know, they be changing their roster up a little bit here okay. every so often. So I'm like trying to figure out like who is even still at the station I know. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Is old boy dark skinned dude? Uh that's that's usually everywhere. I I I follow him on social medias, but I can't think of his name right now. I know he was with ninety eight one and then he went across the street. Um Sometimes he does things at Shakora Alley. Um, Maybe Timo Caesar? No, 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 no. Um, we'll cir- we'll circle back around to it because I can't okay. remember his name right now. Um, right. But yeah, and he used to have a radio show. He might still have a radio show. Um, um what's his name? Supreme? Um, uh, not Lotto. What's his name? Oh. He's in he's in Greenville. I remember he played he played my song Superman, as okay. a matter of fact. But he used to do the unsigned grind. Uh, oh, oh, JJ. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Solomon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. JJ Solomon. Yeah, JJ Solomon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, which I mean, I, I I give him that shout out. I got a few videos of people who were listening that night and they were like, yo, this you. Yeah. And I'm like, yo, it is me. And he put me on right after uh Shining. With Jay-Z and Beyonce. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a tough act to follow. But <laughs> okay, cool. But, it, but I mean, that song was dope, though. Yeah. And and I'm getting ready to re-release it. See, yeah. look. I'm getting ready to re-release it. Because I'm, I'm a... That was the first song... Not the first song that I wrote. That was the song that I wrote because I was upset. Mm. And I was drinking brown liquor. And I was listening to Snarky Puppies' Young Stuff. And I looped certain parts of Young Stuff, and I started talking trash because I, I just got finished watching Get Up. I was upset with my old lady, and I said James Brown just got on the mic and talked shit, so I'm gonna get on the mic and talk shit. Yeah, and that's what came out of it. Well, and I was like, oh, I like this. I yeah. like this a lot because it was it was sing songy kind of rappy, mm-hmm. and then like when I when I got to the rapping part. I went ball, balls to the wall with the bars. But then 
for the most part, just kind of singing it. And I was like, yeah, James Brown got up there and talked shit. Yeah. Let me get up here and talk shit. And I'm like, okay. So when the when the bottle was gone, the song was done. Mm. And I went to sleep. Mm. Because mm. <laughs> it, was a, it was a lot of liquor. But hey, look, y'all ain't heard this song. Y'all need to, I don't know if you, got, you, don't know if you, you still got it up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. It's, okay. on Apple, it's on all yeah. streaming platforms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Superman. Check, y'all got to hear this song. Yeah. But nah, man. So... And it's it's dope that you can actually say that there's a top five and there's no hate coming from it. Right, right, right. You know, rappers in Greenville can't do that. I man, I've been hearing and seeing things. Right. Like I, I just kind of like sit back and I'm like, what? Why y'all even beefing? Like y'all not anybody yet. Like right. what? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and it's it's weird because there's a there's a sound that South Carolina in general has. Hmm. But there's not a lot of collaboration that South Carolina has right. at all. Atlanta had a movement. You had Dungeon Family all helping Dungeon Family. Mm-hmm. Grand Hustle was all helping Grand Hustle. You had So So Deaf that was helping um, uh, disturbing the peace mm-hmm. get started. And all those boys at one point in time they crossed. Yeah, they crossed paths and did tracks with each other. Jeezy and Ti did a track together, and then. Uh, was supposed to have Kanye on it, and then Kanye mm. then dropped uh, "Can't Tell Me Nothing," mm. <laughs> which, which great. He was supposed to be on the song with yeah with uh, Ti and Jeezy, but then you had even Ti and Ludacris have a song together, start beefing, kill a beef, and then put out a song together. Right. So it's all, it's all part yeah, of the game. Dungeon like, Family was helping everybody. Yeah. Even uh, was it uh. Is it DJ Unk? Uh, Walk It Out? Yeah. Yeah. So he jumped on the song with him. Mm-hmm. 3000 don't need to be on the song with him or Rich Boy or any. But it was one of those, hey, we all here. Yeah. We all helping each other move forward. Greenville doesn't have that kind of collaboration. South Carolina doesn't have that kind of collaboration. Right. And what's crazy is <clears throat> the way you're saying it. I've I'm saw it and I'm seeing it with the new generation and how that works, but in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like we would go down, you know, doing hood hard stuff, and I'll pull up, and then you would have it's this person's video, but these people over here do dancing videos. These people over here got this going on. This person over here, you know what I'm saying? Like right. everybody's like pulling up to support each other, and it's just like wow, like y'all really, really like live that. You know what right. I'm saying? Right. Like so. As a DJ, everybody's funneling the sound through you. Mm. How do you create those collaborations? What do you feel like you have a duty in order mm. to create that that sound for your state, that sound for your city? Mm. Really, there's there's two sides of it. Uh-huh. I can either be the reflection of the sound from the state, or I can try to push that sound in that direction okay and the reason i say that is because either i can be the reflection on the side of okay you might have rini rushi or um whoever else that's like climbing the charts for sc and there'll be like that staple sound but you also got everybody else that's trying to come up so am i just pushing her and then like letting them kind of like do their thing as they like slowly rise up or am i pushing them too along with that same sound so we all kind of like come together at the same time you know what i mean because there's, there's different levels to it because even though i may be pushing these guys Rennie already got her picks right you know what i'm saying she got her picks of who she gonna bring up behind her 
and whoever else. Okay. So it really just depends on what people want to do behind their motion to draw attention to them since people are driving their eyes to South Carolina in the first place. I got you. I got you. I'm trying to figure out when there's going to be a, a DJ drama, mm-hmm. uh, a Greg Street, a just one of those characters from South Carolina mm-hmm. that's saying, hey, I feel you. This the sound. I feel you. This the sound. DJ B. Lord. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it's one of those. This, this the sound. So that's that's something for you to hmm. you can think about that when when you get when yeah. you get your your drama on. Your mm-hmm. uh gangster grizzil. Yeah. <laughs> your version of it. Hmm. So I know that you aren't new to the podcast space. When are we coming back with some tough times? I bet you, I bet you, you don't want none. You know you're messing with the wrong ones. Now watch out. Keep talking, I'ma give you some. Just keep running and running and running.